0: looked at someone who is a corporate practitioner or a business owner and was curious about their journey what they've experienced their passion projects and the practices that have helped them be successful in their work the formula exchange podcast is a place where the inner genius of our guests meets your curiosity our podcast episodes are quick chats geared towards revealing the person behind the linkedin profile you'll quickly discover and learn about their journey what they're doing, and our guest will leave you with a formula to help you conquer your next. I'm your host, Dr. Lenny Cook. Wilson is the lead brand specialist for Union Horse Distilling Company out of Kansas City, Kansas. It's a Midwest born and raised family producing big things in small batches. During this episode, Wilson shares the what, where, why, and how Union Horse produces its line of experiences to share. Formula Exchange audience, meet Wilson Torres. Hey there, Wilson. How are you? Hey, Dr.
1: Lamb. I'm doing really well. Good morning to you. How are you?
0: Good morning to you. I'm doing very well as well. Thank you so much for your time. I'm really excited to just talk a little bit more about you and your your journey and what you're working on, okay?
1: Appreciate it. Thank you.
0: Just for the sake of our audience um, and bringing them up to speed, can you tell us a little bit about your journey, your career journey, and how you've come to do what you're doing now?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate the opportunity to do so. So I uh, started off in tech, in the tech industry. I worked uh, for a couple little small companies like Apple, Google, Hewlett Packard, um, in a sales role as far as whether it be a hard, you know, hardware through you know Apple and Hewlett Packard, than in a service-based um, product in Google in um, sales, obviously. So going out, obviously, in the Chicago market, Miami markets, depending on which company I was working with at the time, and basically evangelizing, you know, what all was Apple, what what all was is Google, and what it was Hewlett Packard, um, and then I got to a point in my career where I wasn't having any more fun. Um, Mm -hmm. You would think that it's endless fun working for such, you know, the companies uh, mentioned, but it was more about the people that I was surrounded by, the people I was engaging with. They all seemed the same with all due respect to each and every one of them, but all were brilliant people. They were all very intelligent people, all very different people, but nothing was truly different about them. Um, They all had the same CV, you know,
0: Mm
1: -hmm. top schools, you know, they, they got the top degrees, you know, um, and and so it was almost the same language, the same ideas, the same conversations over and over again. It was just in a different package as far as ethnicity and diversity, which I can appreciate, but there was nothing beyond the exterior. Uh, So I took a step back and I took a, call it a professional sabbatical in the sense where I, I'm going to take about six to eight months and I'm going to uh, reflect, I'm going to rest, I'm going to recoup. I had some health uh, issues that I wanted to take care of, nothing, you know, detrimental to my health or anything, but just like more structural. So I'm like, I'm gonna take the time and really figure it out. So on Friday nights, I would normally go to Dicka's down off of Chestnut in Michigan down here in Chicago. And, um, I would go have a couple cocktails and have a meal and then go home, call it, you know, and be ready for the weekend. Um, so I went to Dicka's had the same cocktail, no an fashion. And as I was drinking out of it, I just, that prompted a, a question. I was like, what makes this cocktail my favorite? What makes this cocktail so good? So, uh, I went down the rabbit hole. So I started talking to the bartender who I've known for many years. His name was Jason, shout out to him. Um, and started asking, I was like, well, what's this part? What's that part? And so on and so forth. Very basic, very classic cocktail I, I came to learn. Never thought about it before until then. And that's when I felt that I was like, okay, maybe this is up my alley. And, not because I'm you know, I was like, well, why would you make such a change to get into the spirits industry? And I was like, well, I do enjoy a good cocktail. I do enjoy them with friends and family. Um, it's probably the best icebreaker known to man. So it's like, you know, why not? So uh, I reached out to a career coach of mine when I attended Loyola here in Chicago. And um, he's like, you know, I happened to meet this couple at a community event, why don't we give them a call? So he gave them a call. They called me. They were in Austria for uh, for holiday, as they call it, and uh, they were the own the husband and wife ownership in uh, Koval Distillery here in Chicago, the first pro, you know, post prohibition distillery here in Chicago. We talked I talked. We talked a couple times, and then a week or two later via FedEx, I got an offer letter to join them as their inside salesperson. And that's, that began everything I learned, you know, I cut my teeth there, as you would say, you know, it's a lot of different hats, uh, but I got to learn the science. I got to learn the art and I was able to uh, really uh, impart what I learned from previous positions. Into helping them continue to develop and establish Coval as a local but also an iconic brand here in Chicago. So that's how that started.
0: And Wilson, well, um, that's really fascinating because I hear you saying that you you stepped away from, you know, the tech industry, right? right. And there's a science and an the art there. There is. Into the whiskey making and whiskey selling industry. Correct. Right. And you kind of just mentioned the science and the art there, right? So I guess specifically, what type of Uh, experience or skills serve as the bridge between the two like what what from your past really helps you with what you're doing now my willingness to keep learning I feel uh it's not so
1: much having a specific intellect or yeah I think it it just it has mattered to be to be truthful to to yourself and like you know you we're learning every day and that's staying true to that and, and just being open to it whether it be learning of ourselves and learning our learning more and more what we do, what I do. It's my willingness to stay open to that and, and understand that we still have weaknesses, even though we have a lot of strengths. And those weaknesses come with that learning curve, you know. So uh, I feel that's the one thing that really stands out. It's my willingness to, to just keep learning and wanting to learn. So that's where that lies.
0: Yeah. Um, that's it, pretty awesome. Yeah, it's, not an,
1: it's not an easy it's not an easy industry, but if you're willing to stay true to yourself and open to its development, then yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. So you mentioned something, and to me, I I think about you know whiskey spirits fun, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah, um, yeah. You mentioned you were no longer having any more fun, right? Um, so Previous. I imagine I imagine the challenges that you're experiencing now in your new position creates mm-hmm. the opportunity for the learning, right, and the growth and the personal yeah. development. Um, mm-hmm. Beyond learning, what's something that you're super passionate about um, that translates into your current work?
1: Um, history. History. Um, yeah, it's the history of it. Um, whiskey in the United States, not to go into it too much, it, it was something that it wasn't just, hey, let's make whiskey. It was something to do with a surplus of what, how those that settled before us, you know, used you know, when they harvested their crops, there was a surplus of what they didn't sell and, and it was going to waste. So this was sort of a sustainable way to keep themselves going. This is a very early environmental sustainability act that isn't even considered that now, but, you know, part of right. uh, of the whiskey history. So I, the history of, of whiskey is what really has, um, has really enraptured uh, my head in a sense, and then obviously learning. And that's what and fuels the, the the continuous learning and interest to learn about what we do um the fun yeah people think it's all gla- glamorous you know you go out you sell whiskey you taste whiskey every day you have cocktails and you're buying cocktails you're going to whiskey events it's these are anywhere between 10 to 15 hour days you know now we're in the season you know september through November, uh, december this is the season of whiskey and this is the, this is when all of the complete industry, not just whiskey, is this is their Christmas. This is when we do our best, you know? So it's, but the history of it is what really drives, it. and then, but not only the history, but where it's going to in the future. That's, that's what I'm in the middle of right now. I am part of this, I can say this uh, this reinvigoration of the industry, of, of, of distilling, um, that or re- revitalization, I should say, where whiskey is 200 years old, but I'm part of a 10 year old distillery that's coming into its own and now competing with those 200 200 year old companies or recipes. So that's really the excitement, you know, history drives me, but what really feeds, you know, my smile and feeds me, you know, and keeps me going is where it's the same trajectory, you know, so.
0: You know, I, I don't have the depth of knowledge about whiskey as you do. Like I, I would have never thought about the history of it, mm-hmm. nor the um the innovation that's happening within the industry and within you know the product lines and and whatnot, right? So that's really fascinating to to just hear from you um and hear you share. You know, I'm curious. Um, what's one of those things that people misunderstand about the slow game, right? Because you're a part of a product that has all of this history, um, you know, and and is probably its very own personality and and identity within the industry itself.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
0: so standing out as a brand, uh, it, it may take some time. So what's what's one of those things that people misunderstand about the process of achieving that?
1: Yeah, it's um, it's 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 the time that it takes to achieve the intent behind the brand. Uh, our intent is flavor one thing that we all have a common denominator in in, in this industry is that we all make alcohol. And that's guaranteed at the end of the process, whatever extra step or less step or whatever special thing you do in your distillation process, that's great, you know. Um, But the main thing that people don't understand is the time. It's it's really a matter of allowing the spirit, because once it's distilled, it's a living thing, because it goes into another living thing, the barrel made of wood. And just because it's cut down and shaped into staves, and those staves make barrels, doesn't mean that its, it's life is cut. It's still a livable piece of organism, which is what imparts its color and some flavors into what we distill. So, but it's a matter of time and letting time and Mother Nature take its, you know, its its course and and, and bringing it along to, in the end, whether it be three years, four years, five, six, 10, 12, depending on the brand, you know, achieving, you know, reaching that that intent that we had once we started the process, you know. So yeah. it's the time that really, and then and then also what people misunderstand is that you know the, the guys before yeah. us those distillers before us those that started this 200 years ago they didn't this is not their vision they were just trying to keep afloat and trying to Uh innovate as raw as possible you know and as we continue to do that now now the innovation is completely different it's it's amazing it's progressed but it's um it's still whiskey
0: (laughs) so coming from being the owner of a, a marketing agency i know your approach to reaching your audience is a little bit different than than many other products out there because there's some regulations surrounding you know right. putting your brand out there and a little mm-hmm. bit more sensitivity in terms of what audiences you can get in front of so I imagine you have to require it it, it requires a, a great deal of building relationships with your customers becoming a part of their 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 routines and their celebrations and just you know, relying on customer uh, word of mouth, right? Um, How do you cultivate those type of um, collisions with people who grow to love and appreciate your brand? That's a very good question, thank you for that. Uh,
1: I feel it's, you treat it like you would any relationship that you have. Um, Doing what I do in this this market, Chicago, is I call it the beast because um, this is a one of those primary markets that many distilleries uh want to get into because of the the culture we have here in chicago is that you know we just we're a beautiful city we, we have great restaurants great bars great experiences across the board wonderful
0: so, food i used to live in chicago actually yeah
1: mm-hmm. whereabouts if i may
0: Um, the south side um so i side. went to undergrad um in lyle and then i relocated to the city for a little bit before returning back to Is that Benedictine? Benedictine, yes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I know my city. Um, So yeah, that's one of the things that, that being said, Chicago is a relational city. Um, It's not a transactional city. We're not here working deals. We're here doing it the Chicago way. And that's handshakes, face-to-face, and uh, keeping your word. Uh, and working hard, you know, it's a blue collar culture, but it's a white collar, you know, exterior, um, in a sense where, you know, I approach every one of my accounts or anyone as a relationship. It's a friendship. It's a partnership. Um, there are over there are there are over five thousand bars and restaurants in Chicago alone. That's just within the city limits. Two million people. You can't be everywhere. I mean, th- there are brands; those two hundred euro brands, they're everywhere. But that's because that's who they are, and they're able to do that. For brands like me, it's actually a an advantage because now my relationships with those two to three hundred you know places within the city limits alone are friends of mine. Are relationships? You know, these are people who I do business with face to face. These are people that if they have an issue or they have a concern, and call me directly. You know, mm-hmm. it's not just call this one eight hundred number and they'll figure it out for you. Oh, you need a credit? Yeah, just you know, we'll get you on the back end or something. No, this is this is a true relationship, and that's how I approach it. And then those who you know along, and that's just with my customer base. But those in those individuals that you spoke of, or that become fans, mm-hmm. and you know, treat them just the same. They're, I treat them like friends. They're friends of the brand. Uh, and, and as you said, they are an extension of who I am as a salesperson or brand ambassador or market manager for my, dist- my current distillery. You know, they serve as an extension of that. You know, yeah. um, Whether it be on the online, whether it be in the bars, whether it be at whiskey shows or just in conversation or within one another's homes. Sometimes they bring a bottle of my brand or they bring a bottle of something else and they end up trying my brand in exchange, you know? So it's, yeah, it's a cultivation of relationships, period, it's community,
0: you know? mm. That's really powerful. You, you, you said a phrase that I don't think I've ever really heard. Uh, I've kind of heard it in theme, but not just the actual wording of it. You said friends of the brand, right? Like they are friends of the brand. It's a relationship, it's cultivated.
1: Um, mm-hmm. For you,
0: what's one of the most important things that you've learned um, at, as been a part of a smaller distillery, right? Yeah. Of course, the relationship building, um, but what are some additional things that you've kind of learned
1: along the way? Um, uh, yeah, it's um, that's a very good question. I've, maybe one of the things that I've learned about more is that you're more humble hmm. heading into a meeting or presentation or um, when you go to a larger show a whiskey show a tasting event and you're not one of those you're not in the top five of the brands that people are, are looking ahead of like I want to see this I want to see taste this and I mean we're we're, pro- we're I, I had to take a little rejection you know and that's okay I have no problem with no because it's not personal but when you believe in something as much as I do in my current distillery and the products and the whiskey that we that we we make and the experiences we offer with it you know it was hard for me to, to, to deal with that first. Cause I felt that it was like, we have something that is just as good, if not better. Yeah. Uh, so I just had to really learn to be more humble about it. Um, and, and more, and just as thankful for those that that do become fans and those, and those that did, do become friends of the brand and mine, you know, so um, not too difficult, but it was, it was like, man, I know I have something good here and I'm not just, you know, I'm yes. not just saying that, you know, I'm not, we were the brand that people would, I was like, oh, it's too, the line's too long to go try this brand and that brand. Let's go see what else is, oh, let's try this guy, you know, or whatever. And they end up staying for, for 10, 15, 20 minutes, maybe even coming back a couple of times alone or coming back with people. It's like, try this. Yeah. As I saw that, you know, development, then I'm like, okay, it was just a matter of time. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That That's first scary. year tough because I'm like, come on.
0: You know, so I guess, and and th- we're going to kind of shift into your formula right your personal formula. Y- you kind of hinted around this and maybe we can just kind of explore this a little bit deeper or we can just shift it and go whatever direction you want to go but you mentioned um, being able to, you know handle the rejection because you really believed in what you were building. Right. So Mm -hmm. I guess my question would be like, what's your formula for building an exceptional brand? Like what makes your brand exceptional? And of course, everyone doesn't have a whiskey, you know, product or whatever, but maybe if they have a product or a business that they're trying to push, or even if they're just a player within a company or something like that, like how can you make something exceptional? What's your formula for that?
1: I take ownership of it. Mm. Um, obviously, it's not mine. I don't have any equity in that sense, but I do have an equity when it comes to my personal being, That's the, the whole blood, sweat, and tears thing, you know, um, I take ownership. I treat it as if it were mine, um, but that doesn't, it, that doesn't come easy either. I mean, and that also, you really have to be really in, entrenched into the brand and really it truly passionate not about just whiskey but that specific brand because if you don't you know you can't sell it if you don't like it yourself because it's going to come across that way you're not going to that effort's going to go it's a waste of breath it's a waste of time so really having a sense of ownership is is what is what really drives me personally and in, in establishing a brand and also but and then building as you would to build for instance, a tree. A tree, when it's planted, it's it has a set base. and then it's set into a ground, obviously. And then within time, it starts to spread out. It doesn't happen fast. It happens with time. But as it's spreading out down, it's growing up. It's a simultaneous thing that's really crazy. You know, you're just going up and down. Same with developing a brand. I am taking ownership, so I'm taking root within this distillery. And I'm learning the processes. I'm I'm enjoying it. I'm sharing it. And then as that is happening, the more I put into it, and more care I put into it, mind and hands on, mind you, it starts to obviously grow up. So it's starting to go up. And then what what do trees do? They branch. And these are the branches that I call the communities. Chicago is made up of 77 neighborhoods. Every neighborhood has its own little thing. Now, am I going to be able to reach into all 77? Maybe not. But who knows? So it's just a matter of really, really allowing myself to go where the reach is and where to sprout, where to, you know, it, it is, but it, it really does take that, that sense of, of ownership and true passion. Um, and then, yeah, and then kind of like letting, letting it take its course and with in due time, the more you feed it, the better it gets. The more people you talk to, the better. And it's a matter of education. It's not really just saying, try my whiskey. No, well, yeah, try my whiskey. Please tell me what you think about it. It's not just say, hey, I have the best thing. Try it. No, it's like, let's talk about it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Let's have a conversation about it. So that I you know.
0: So you're doing so many things right on a psychological level, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You're, one, you take an ownership of it. So you're invested, um, but you're, as you gave the analogy of the tree when you connect with other people um you're you're causing them to be invested as well and there's like a reciprocation that's happening right um and then with your um your your tendency to give it time you're allowing it you you're allowing those natural dynamics to just kind of take root and continue to grow right so that's so many great things that you're doing just very intuitively right on the relational level. So that's awesome. Thank you for sharing that with me. Thank you for asking. Yeah, so this uh, is one of my favorite questions to ask during the yeah. podcast, right? The question is, uh, what can we do? What can the uh, the Formula Exchange audience do to help you on your journey?
1: Be curious, you know, uh, be curious in what whiskeys you drink. You have your favorites. My wife and I have our favorites, we share. You know, she, she may have one or two more than I do, or I may have one or two less than she does. Not, you know, just be curious, you know, have your favorites, but also venture into other, you know, uh, call it size of distilleries, or you know, where they're located. Whiskey can be made anywhere, you know. Uh, why not try something different, you know, try something that's maybe not, you know, $25 or $100, maybe try something at 60 for once or do research, everything is at our fingertips. So if you're not sure when you're in the store, you can look it up right then and there and say, well, you know, or you can listen to someone else's recommendation. Uh, but the all intern purposes is like when I'm out with, on, my, on behalf of my current, you know, brand, I'm also advocating for all others the same size. You may not, you know, you may not like my price point, but you know what? I do know this brand, and it's maybe five, six dollars less, and it's a you know, and it's actually good too. You know, what that's what really sets us apart from all due respect, the bigger two hundred year old companies, is that we're bringing everyone along with us because we're all part of that 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 movement of these craft distilleries that are ten years old, twelve years old, you know, coming to coming to you know coming to age because once whiskey hits five to six years of age it's starting to really taste good you know mm-hmm. so we're making that stride as a cohesive you know movement and it's not just this brand is better or this brand is better no we're coming up together and we're that's what i really am proud about this community is is that we're really bringing each other along now are there bad whiskeys out there sure but who, why would i say that because on the other end of that whiskey there's a family and this is their livelihood so mm-hmm. to call it bad whiskey it's a little a little rough, but there are some. It's just a matter of time. It's just allowing them to develop and, and being straightforward and being honest with them and their feedback. Oh yeah, it's good. Don't tell them that because they're just going to keep making it the way they have been and they're not going to do well. So be honest, you know, be curious, be honest, you know, ask questions. And that's one of the lost pieces of art that I am slowly seeing develop again or come back again. It's, you know, when you go and to a bar and it's a whiskey bar or just anywhere you ask for a cocktail or you ask for a pour of whiskey uh, they don't ask any more questions they just call it by whatever name it's been given and be done well hey i really like this what else is along like this taste profile you know ask your bartenders they're dying to talk you know your mixologists anyone whatever they're called you know whatever they wish to be called without due respect to them you know you know it's just
0: I hear you say make an experience of it, right? Yeah. Like don't yeah. just go through the motions and you know yeah. get I can't go everywhere.
1: But- yeah, I can't guide you everywhere, but you know, but when you're there, take advantage of it. You're paying for it. Yeah. You yeah. know, and at the end of the night, if that person really, I mean, if anything, they're selling themselves and their wisdom as well. So at the end of it, instead of it's a 15 20 you know, percent gratuity, man, I learned so much. That turns into 30, 40, maybe 50. Who's to say? yeah it's still you know
0: I love it I love it so thank you so much for your time um audience if you're interested in being curious about the whiskey that uh Wilson is talking about go ahead and head to the formula exchange website so that you can connect with him directly and you can learn more and have any questions that you may have answered Wilson thank you for your time okay Dr. Lynn, thank you so much again may you have a
1: very good day and the rest of your weekend ahead